My name is Renee, and the title of our show is What in the Cell is Going On? We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, which can be accessed live on prn.live or by calling 641-741-2308. You may also listen, download, and share with others later on the whatinthecell.podbean.com. That's our direct Podbean page, What in the Cell. If you put it in on a Podbean app, you can listen to our shows either live and or later. Or you can get it on the front page of our vacinfo.org website. So today, I'm going to be our own guest. <laughs> I, uh, I felt a need um, to clarify some things that went on with last week's show and tell you my humble opinion. Um, and uh, you guys know how much I love Dr. True. He's like my big brother. I absolutely love him with all my heart. <laughs> but there are some things we do disagree on, and this is one of them. Uh, based on my 20 years of research, and that is the name of our creator and our savior. Um, I've been, uh, my late husband and I were calling him uh, Yahweh and Yahshua, which is what he announced last week's show, um, for 20 for 20 years. I mean, literally 2004 or five is when I was introduced to those names. Um, and then about six, seven, maybe eight years ago, I'm not sure exactly how long ago, the teachings on the support link of our uh, backinfo.org website called Exploring the Name. And this is a Paleo-Hebrew linguist that came into our ministry. And he uh, basically corrected the way we were saying the name Yahshua to Yahusha. He actually shows in the teaching um, he sings the Paleo Hebrew forward and backward. He's a wonderful, humble, you know, guy that did the teaching. He's a linguist in not only Paleo Hebrew, but also uh, Greek, which it was translated from Babylonian Hebrew. And then the Greek was no grammar, of course, that was translated into English from the King James Version. And that's why it's so twisted and everybody can't understand it. But hallelujah, Father is revealing the mysteries to his children. And we, I want to just make it clear what my ministry has been taught very divinely. We're not claiming it 100%. We're researching it. We're in the process of researching it. Um, Dr. True has sent a bunch of stuff to our brothers and sisters, and they just haven't had time to really dig deep yet. Um, but we will get to the bottom of it, because we know Dr. True is a piece of the bride, just like I am. Hallelujah. That Yahushua is coming back for. And I just wanted to clarify the name, just because I felt when I listened to the show last week, um, later, uh, I just felt that I, you know, I have to address where because you hear me calling him one thing, you heard Dr. True calling him something else. But at least it's not Jesus, because we know there was no J in the Hebrew language until 1532. So hallelujah. At least uh, we've all come that far. So the names that I call when he created the universe, when he created the world, um, his name is Yahuwah, or Yahuwah is how I pronounce it, Yahuwah, more of a breath, Y-A-H-U. A-H, Yahuwah. Uh, many of my, my brothers and sisters in the ministry call him Yahuwah. They kind of focus on the U, but that's okay. Some of us call him Yahuwah and some of us Yahuwah. But it's still Y-A-H-U-A-H is what we have researched and where we are now, where Father's brought us now. We're open to change if Father shows us, but our heart's desire is to call our creator by his correct name. He says in his word that my children will know my name. And especially in today's world, as our Savior, the, there's, 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 a lot of, there's a lot of power in the name of Jesus I've used my whole life. But now I've learned his correct name. There's a lot more power in the name of Yahusha. Y-A-H-U. 
S-H-A. And if you watch, if you go to the support link on our vacinfo.org website, again, um, the very top video exploring the name, I encourage you to watch uh, about 15 minutes of Matthew who teaches in our ministry and um, he introduces Ronald. Um, and I got to spend time with him personally. I followed him around everywhere at the festival I was at with him after he did the teaching. And I listened to everything he said because he sees everything in pictures. He's a, he's a Paleo-Hebrew, an original Hebrew uh, pick, uh, a linguist. The man's amazing. And uh, anyway, so he was the anointed one that came into our ministry to give us that correction. So the names are the same. He says in his word that I, I come in my father's name. So Y-A-H-U for both of them. As the creator, he was Y-A-H-U-A-H. And as our savior when he came in the flesh was Y-A-H-U-S-H-A. He was Yahuwah. Yahusha was Yahuwah. Okay. And we have lots of teachings in our support link that I encourage you, if you're interested, to learn more, to learn more. <laughs> yeah, says he's going to pour his Holy Spirit, his Ruach HaKadosh, into his children in these end times. And <clears throat> boy, is he. And also, he will reveal the mysteries to his children in these end times, the mysteries of his inspired word, something I pushed away half my life because of putting the Bible with religion. Religion was so hypocritical. And it, I'm like, if you read that and act like that, that makes no sense. So half my life, when my daughter died back in 1999, I didn't even have a Bible in my house. That's how much I pushed the Bible away. And then after my baby girl passed away, for you that don't know, I lost my four-year-old child back in 1999. And I am going to be doing a little bit of a talk about that after I just address this issue. Um, but anyway, so... Um, See, she was uh, she was injured by her vaccines and labeled autistic, of course. Um, but uh, I don't know what I was going to say now. But anyway, back to the the issue with the name is what I was you know wanting to make clear that uh, we just had a little bit of a research disagreement, but that's okay. Once we get there, once we take the time to do it, we're going to be on track. Hallelujah. So the reason I um, I wanted to and, and please take time to go to the support link. Please, I put the, I've done it myself. I've put the website together to kind of slowly open people's eyes to the vaccines and slowly open people's eyes to what I've learned since my daughter's death. Because when she died, I jumped in Jesus's lap. I didn't want to breathe, literally. I'm like, I know you are God, make her breathe. My mom raised me as a Christian, even though it was very hypocritical to me. And I hated it. Even my skin would crawl as a child by the name of Jesus and the Lord. And now I know why. As a child, my skin would crawl because his name is not Jesus. Everything can come out to 1532. And when you start doing your homework, you'll learn all this stuff because we need the power of his name in these end times against the enemy. And that's the ones behind this whole scandemic of COVID. And uh, we've covered it many, many times on past shows uh, from the very beginning. So if you want to you know, take your head out of the sand and learn the real news behind what's going on today, please download you can share the shows. Um, you can download the Podbean app, um, and then you can just put in what in the cell, or you can go to the front page of our vacinfo.org website, and you'll see a little boy flexing his muscles, and on his belly, there's an archive button, and that'll take you right to the, the link, which is whatinthecell.podbean, P-O, D as in dog, B as in boy, E-A, N as in Nancy, podbean.com. 
um.com i believe that michelle.podbean.com i think it is or maybe not.com but anyway the little boy go to the little boy's belly you can listen to the show um live and or later it'll be um uploaded at once i send the description of today's show they usually upload it um by tomorrow for sure but anyway i today once i have that out of the way because again i don't want people to be confused because you like you know i don't want you to you know think that 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 Dr. Troy and I agree on everything because there's some things we're still researching. I just wanted to make that clear. Okay. Um, so anyway, so what I'm going to do today, if you guys are okay with it, because after, gosh, how long have I been publicly speaking? Casey died in 99 and I was not a public speaker, but father called me to publicly speak, do presentations and loving memory of her. And I did that probably for about 10, 12 years, maybe maybe 15 at the most. I'm thinking, I don't know exactly, because I was a president of a nonprofit, Anano, for raising money for the independent researchers back in the early 90s, doing congressional hearings, uh, going to congressional hearings with Congressman Dan Burton. I was doing rallies in front of the Capitol, and they tried to protect the drug companies from liability, um, from us parents who knew our babies were vaccine injured and labeled autistic. Um, and then also we had conferences like Dr. Andrew Wakefield, the first one that listened to us parents that our babies were vaccine injured. Uh, he studied the children with a scope. We had him in from London in 2001, 600 parents came and he just assured them that what they knew already was right. They were having gastrointestinal problems from the MMR vaccine. And then 2002, we had Dr. B. Jendra Singh. And then in the next year, we had Dr. Sherry Tenpenny with Dr. Martin. And I'm going to be covering all of them in this in the presentation. The reason I'm going to kind of cover my presentation a little bit, maybe not exactly like I used to do it, is because I haven't done it in a while. And just not even a month ago, weeks ago, I realized that they have completely eliminated my presentation off of YouTube. <laughs> I did a... a uh, the College of Naturopathic Medicine, the dean of the co of eight colleges over there, um, had invited me to come teach the students the dangers of vaccinations. And that filming was some one student had uh, filmed the presentation, and it was on YouTube, and it was great. I've been using it for, like I said, 20 years now. I've been fighting this fight since Casey's passing, and uh, I won't stop until until it's over. And it kind of really surprises me, to be honest with you. Hmm. Even though I already knew because Father revealed everything to me when I jumped in his lap, <laughs> even though I called him Jesus, he knew I was on my way <laughs> to knowing to becoming more intimate with him. But anyway, um, he showed me that uh, this COVID, that the vaccines were going to be the mark of the beast. He showed me clearly. And I didn't know how they were going to do it. And, and now I'm like putting it all together. And I even, but it still surprises me because I've been fighting the fight against vaccinations for so long, and they're actually playing in my backyard now. This is my message in honor of my baby girl. Educate before you vaccinate. Your children, your choice, your rights. Speak in the truth with love. And I have my beautiful four-year and 10-day-old baby girl that I was alone for that long. She was an angel. I called her Angel and Sunshine when she, when she was here. So the very first slide I put up is my baby girl speaking the truth with love. In loving memory of Casey Renee was her name. C-A-S-I, Renee. She was born in June 3rd, 1995, and she passed on June 13th, 1999. And I was as ignorant as most people out there today, guys. When her dad walked in when I was pregnant with her from a chiropractic office he worked at, 
He said, Dr. John and Dr. Frank are telling us to look into the vaccines. And you know what I said to him? My mom reminded me of how ignorant I was back then and how I just blindly trusted like all of us do. I would never be a negligent mother and not vaccinate my child. That's what I said to her dad. And that's most people. We're victims. We're just as much victims as our babies that are injured. Autism, I'm sure everybody's aware of it today. 40 years ago, the early 80s, it was one in 10,000. Now it's like every other child practically. Even the numbers I'm going to give you now are from 10 years ago, so they're probably even more than that now. Uh, Autism is... Uh, is what my baby girl was. She was labeled autistic. She never said a word. She was drinking a bottle and diapers the day she passed away. She never said a word. Um, She was injured by her vaccinations. And I'm going to show you uh, why as we continue. All right, the next slide I go into in my presentation is the amount of vaccines. Do you know in the 1950s, we only received four vaccines. They started vaccinating the late 1700s with smallpox, but as far as a combination of vaccines, 1950s. And then the last time I up, Updated the last time I went to the CDC schedule because I it makes me nauseous to even go there. Um, they were up to 25 vaccines are given babies by six months, 36 vaccines by 18 months, 43 vaccines by the time they're six years of age, 68 vaccines by the time they're a teenager, um, and then even an adult vaccine schedule they have on their website. And when I tell you I had to stop counting when I made these slides because I got to 141 vaccines and I almost like had to go to the restroom and, and, and get sick. It's just unbelievable to me based on, again, what I had to learn the hardest way possible through the death of my first child. It starts within three hours of birth. Actually, Casey received hers at two weeks back then in 95, or 97, excuse me, um, is when she got the, no, she was born in 95. Yeah, anyway, whenever she got, she got it at two weeks, but now they're given the hepatitis B vaccination. If you have your baby at a hospital, which I totally do not recommend for pregnant women, I had my last one in my own bed at home. Our bodies are designed to have babies and our breasts are designed to feed them. That's our creator's vaccine, breast milk. So I don't agree with hospital births, but if you go to the hospital, um, they do as fast as they put a thermometer under their arm, they put a needle in their arm. They think they're doing the right thing. These nurses, most of them are good-hearted people. They're just, they don't have the tools in their toolbox to make us healthier because they're not taught. The drug companies fund the medical schools and write their textbooks. So they just, they don't know. They just know, you know, drug cut, burn, poison symptoms. Next, my husband used to teach drug cut, burn, poison symptoms. Next, you know, a pill for every ill, a drug for every bug, a vaccine injection for every infection, chemo and radiation for every mutation. And when in doubt, cut it out. That's what he used to teach. He was so right. So we have to wake up. And this all obviously is being done because of the stupid hoax they have going on now and using the vaccines um, to make people, to fear people to get the shot. See, fear, we're supposed to have power, love, and sound mind, Scripture tells us. The tools they use is based on fear. You're going to die if you don't vaccinate. You're going to die if you don't do chemotherapy and radiation. Fear, 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 fear. That's all they know. That's what they're taught. So like I just told a cancer patient yesterday, you've got to make the choice. You have to draw the line. Do you want to address your cancer process our creator's way? Or do you want to address our can- your, your cancer process the drug company's way? It's just going to add more toxicities to your cells. Okay, back to the presentation. 
I don't have all day here because I could be here all day talking about this stuff. <laughs> anyway, so hepatitis B is the first one they give babies. They give it again by two months. They also add DPT, which is diphtheria, pertussis, and tetanus. They give them polio vaccine, homofluenza, pneumococcal, and the rotavirus vaccine they were given back then, probably even more now. But that's eight vaccines all at one time at two months of age. Okay. Um and this isn't even talking about the corona. That you, I'm sure you guys know that, or I just heard actually just last week, um, that they're trying to get by April six-month-old, as early as six-month-old with the COVID mark. Um, so we need, to, we need to definitely, you know, wake up and, and share this presentation and just start standing up and being a voice. For the voiceless victims, especially the children, that's where my heart is. If an adult wants to go take a shot, go for it. But an adult, a child doesn't have a choice. A six-month-old baby does not have a choice. So be a voice for them, please. Um, at four months, I've given another eight vaccines. Uh, this is just my slides I'm going through right now. Uh, by 18 months, they get another hepatitis B, polio. They get the MMR vaccine, measles, mumps, and rubella. Three viruses all at one time, three live viruses all at one time. Even you and I would have a problem with that. They give that between 12 and 15 months of age. Casey received hers at 15 months of, months of age. And that's when I noticed the biggest regression in her because she was already having, you know, from the heavy metals of all the other vaccines that have been put into her up until 15 months. She was already, you know, not walking. Uh, I had to teach her, call, teach her how to walk. So, she was already having issues from all the heavy metals, the mercury, and all the stuff I'm going to cover today. But the MMR was almost like an overload on her on her on her gastrointestinal system. So if I would give her, that's why the GFCF gluten-free, casein-free diet works so well for autistic children because it's gluten-free, so wheat-free, as well as casein-free, which are dairy products, which is ironic because they can't have regular milk or dairy. Uh, you know, because of the homogenizing and the pasteurization, but an autistic child can drink raw milk. Can you believe that? <laughs> right there just tells you, leave it alone. You can't perfect perfection. The MMR vaccine does not affect autistic children um, that drink raw milk. It's actually therapeutic for them, goat milk especially. But anyway, hepatitis A they're giving by the time they're two years of age, another DPT vaccine, again, 36 by 18 months of age. And this is all back 10 years ago. These are statistics from, from 10 years ago. So like I said, they're probably even more now. If you go to the CDC, you can get their immunization schedule and just prepare to get nauseous because you're going to if you after you hear this presentation. Um, <laughs> so again, the vaccines and autism rise. I showed a chart showing how the, as the vaccines rise, the autism cases soared. In the early 80s, autism was one in 10,000. Today, it's almost every other. Last I looked, it was one in 20-something boys um but i think on their on their what they're saying but i don't to me it's if you look at children today they either have some type of a autistic uh spectrum should i say this is how they keep us parents apart we've learned by giving you add and adhd and asperger's and all these different bipolar and all these different labels so that we don't all gang up against them like <laughs> separate them all with a spectrum of autism but anyway um it went up from one in ten thousand back in the 80s to almost every child today and after this COVID mark, it's going to be even more devastating. Um, we're told you can't go to school without all the vaccines. Uh, you can't go to school, and that's simply not true. It's a complete lie, I learned. Um, I have a little girl, Faith Renee. Uh, she's now 21. She's not a little girl anymore. 
And she was, and my 25-year-old son, both of them have no vaccines. Corey was 20 months younger than Casey. That was his big sister. And uh, they both have no vaccines, and they both went to the public school system. So how did that happen? Because there's exemptions to get into school. Most people don't know this, but some states have, well, medical exemptions is pretty much acceptable, but that's hard to get because, you know, you have to get a medical doctor to endorse it, and that's the, the risk in their license by doing that. Um, religious is the easiest way for if you're a believer, because if y'all wanted us to have vaccines, he would have made us with vaccinations. Okay. Um, it's against our religious belief. We're made perfect. Like a broken arm or a cut in the finger, the body doesn't need any help when it's created by the creator of the universe. Right. Um, so that's to me, that's where I stand. Even with this COVID it's against my religious belief. I don't need anything put into my blood. My blood is, you know, pure blood from our creator. They also have what's called philosophical or consensus exemptions. Not many states have it. Uh, back then it was like 17 states where you can just write a note and say you don't believe in them. Um, I'm not sure how that is now because I know they've been working on taking both religious and philosophical exemptions away since this whole COVID hoax. So, hmm. I don't have the updated um, status on the, the exemptions, but just know, don't send your children to school. Do you know, I was just told also that the schools are, the public schools are going to have vaccine clinics to give children at school the COVID jab without parental permission. I don't want to scare you, but I'm telling you right now, the days that we're in, if you're sending your child to a public school, you have the risk of them jabbing them with the mark of the beast. So the last thing I would do <laughs> if I had a child today is put them in the public school system, even a private school. I would be homeschooling. Okay, so that's something you might want to look into. We can help you with that. I have a lot of people that's chosen to come out of the public school system because now with this whole hoax, especially they're, they're, they're doing it without our consent. So you're risking your child being poisoned. Um, the amazing immune system I covered in my presentation, natural versus artificial immunity. And this is from Dr. Tim O'Shea. He was one of my scientific advisors when I had that 501c3. Um, I was the president of, an, as a, of a nonprofit called Autism Autoimmunity Project when we were doing the rallies and the conferences and stuff that I told you. Um, father kind of pushed me in that president position. I ran from it because I wasn't a public speaker. And he's like, oh, yeah, you are. And he molded me to be a public speaker. You probably think I'm fibbing to you, but trust me, I used to stutter. <laughs> okay. It's only his Holy Spirit, his Ruach HaKadosh that lets me do what I do. Praise him. And I give him all the glory, all the glory. I'm just being obedient and have been for a very long time now, many years. She passed away in 1999. And that's when I jumped in his lap. Yehusha HaMashiach. Jesus, our Messiah. Yehusha. Dr. Tim O'Shea, he was the, he's an author of the, the Sanctity of Human Blood. He used to send me a book every year. I haven't got one from lately, but I did get an email recently. I was happy. I haven't talked to him in a while, but he was one of our scientific advisors. He's a chiropractor out in California, um, and he states that natural immunity can be transferred from mother to fetus. Natural immunity is the only true immunity. It only happens after being exposed to the disease, whereas artificial immunity, i.e. vaccine, cannot be passed from mother to fetus. Artificial immunity is temporary, and it carries a very high chance of reinfection. 
This is the reason for the unproven modern concept of booster shots or booster COVID marks. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's so transparent that this presentation is so appropriate for today. And that's why I'm doing it right now because they've taken it off YouTube and I can't find it anywhere except for my slides. So I'm doing it as best I can right now for you that you can download, you can share, you can listen to later. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, the, the, the in contradiction of artificial or, or natural immunity, the vaccinations are artificial immunity. An example is this, the hepatitis B, the AAPS, American Associations of Physicians and Surgeons, called for a moratorium on the, hepat the hepatitis B vaccine, the mandatory hep B vaccine for children at birth. They called for a moratorium after it came out back then. And they quote, the risk of a serious reaction to hep B vaccine is 100 times greater than the risk of the disease. Hepatitis B is usually transmitted through blood, shared needle needles, and multiple sex partners. They also state a newborn is considered extremely low risk for contracting hep B infection. It's a bloodborne pathogen, people. Babies can't catch it unless the mother has it. And even then, you don't give a poisonous vaccination. <laughs> There's other things you can do naturally to, to counteract it. But it's a joke. It's just a joke when you start looking and opening your eyes and, and doing your research. But I'm kind of putting it all together. Now, in case anybody might not be aware of autism, the symptom sign comparison, psychiatric disturbances, speech, language, hearing problems, sensory abnormalities, cognitive impairments, unusual behaviors, visual impairments, physical disturbances, central nervous system has often sensitivity to an abnormal processing of sensory and expressive information. Their immune system has decreased resistance to infections. And this is why Casey... Um, Casey, uh, she, 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 when she would catch something, my son, Corey, 20 months younger, would catch, like when he touched duck poo in the backyard, we lived on a lake, and got cryptosporidium, and he ran a 10, 15-minute fever and killed the same, it took her a week to kill the same thing. The same exact virus, I had to even put her in the hospital for dehydration for a week. So decreased resistance to infections, they have, autistic children, the gastrointestinal system, abnormal digestion, increased colon permeability, resistant bacteria, yeast, parasites, toxins produced. Now, Congressman Dan Burton has been leading the fight, and this is the hearings that I was doing back in the early 90s. Uh, we were going to the hearings. He was the chairman of the, um, the Committee of Montgomery Reform, the chairman of the Committee of Montgomery Reform back then in the early 90s, and he held hearings because two of his grandchildren were injured by vaccinations. His grandson was autistic, and his granddaughter stopped breathing after the hepatitis B vaccination. So him being the chairman, he was able to do a vaccine recall. And this is where he states, in a letter to HH Secretary Donna Shalala, Congressman Dan Burton, chairman of the House Committee on Government Reform, requested a recall of all vaccines containing thimerosal. The mercury-based product thimerosal is added to the vaccine supposedly as a preservative, but we'll get into that a little more in a second. In his letter to Secretary Shalala, he states, we all know and accept that mercury is a neurotoxin, and yet the FDA has failed to recall the 50 vaccines that contain thimerosal. On their own website, the FDA states, lead, cadmium, and mercury are examples of elements that are toxic when present at relatively low levels. Mercury is the same stuff they used to call poison control if you broke a thermometer when I was a little girl. They come in hazmat suits if you broke a thermometer to clean up the mercury. 
but it's okay to put it into a three-hour-old baby. Go figure. Go figure. Dr. Boyd Haley, he was a mercury specialist from Kentucky University, and he researched with the IOM, the Institute of Medicine. He states, Chimera saw the mercury stops enzyme function in the brain. Testosterone in males acts as a catalyst with thimerosal, and this is why autism is four times more in little boys than little girls. Children hold on, uh, children with autism hold on to the mercury. This is why when they do hair analysis, a lot of times you can't get it because they're holding on to the mercury for binding to their brain. It's a heavy metal, a neurotoxin, people. My baby girl's brain exploded. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's why she died. Her brain exploded from all the heavy metals and the poison I let them put into her. He also states Alzheimer's disease is caused from mercury toxicity. He believes that Alzheimer's disease is just adult autism. And we definitely agree. <laughs> the flu shot, all of the adult vaccines, the tetanus shot, it's a vaccine, it's poison. The COVID mark. It's a vaccine. It's poison. Way more than what I'm even covering today. <laughs> and we'll go into it a little bit if we have time. We have on past shows if you want to go back to the archives. Confirming Dr. Boyd's research back then was Mark Geyer, who is an MD, PhD. He states, when a baby goes into the doctor's office for a well baby checkup, that child will receive 62.5 micrograms of a very lethal, heavy, toxic metal. Remember, children get booster shots. You multiply that by three, and a fully vaccinated six-month-old child will get a total of 187.5 micrograms of mercury. Six-month-old. He said because of the mandated flu shot, a child will receive more thimerosal than ever before. Because it's a single dose, it's a, well, he even said single dose vials contain some thimerosal. And we had him, at, we did a fundraiser for him also, because we were that nonprofit I had. We were the only ones raising money for the independent researchers, and he was one of them. And, um, and he helped to make the Rogam shot, I believe he told us. And it's a single dose vial, and he was shocked to find out there was mercury in there because they're told as doctors that the reason they use the heavy metals is to make multi dose vials. So they can basically save money and vaccinate many kids, okay? They would have all leave with the love of money. That's their God, unfortunately. Um, so when he tested his own vaccine that he was part of, it had the mercury. And that's why he was so passionate on, on being a voice for the voiceless victims, because he, he knew that the, 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 it wasn't being, the, the mercury was an issue. It's a no-brainer. But it's not the only issue. And that's what I want to make today clear. And I've been trying to do it for 20 years now. That's just one piece of the puzzle. Us parents, moms on a mission, lions protecting our cubs, we have put the pieces together, and that's what I'm sharing with you today. Dr. Andrew Wakefield, he was an inflammatory bowel disease specialist, published more than 100 articles in medical literature, testified at vaccine hearings. He consistently found the live measles virus in the gut of autistic children via the MMR vaccine. Again, measles, mumps, rubella, three live viruses. He was the first gastroenterologist to successfully transplant a colon until he started listening to us mommies. <laughs> and he has a heart of yah. I, was, I spent a week with him after he came on September 8, 2001, because 9-11 happened, and that's the day his flight was supposed to leave, so it was canceled. And I had to entertain this guy breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I actually have pictures of him on Corey's toddler bed with my son and my daughter, Faith. When she was about one or two, I think one. 
Um, I have pictures of that, so I have proof if anybody wants to see it. Dr. Wakefield is an amazing man. He's lost everything because of him studying these children with a scope internally and found that they were literally falling apart inside, he found. Nine children he studied back then. He was the first gastroenterologist to successfully transplant a colon. As soon as he showed that the MMR vaccine could be linked to the autism epidemic, he lost all funding, he lost his license, and then eventually they even came after him criminally. And I don't know, I think he's making movies now, documentaries. But anyway, all I know is I spent time with him and I loved the man. He was one of the first ones. Uh, he was definitely the one that I had in South Florida back in 2001 where 600 people showed up. Um, as we're walking in the door, he looks at me and he's like, how'd you do this? And I pointed up to the skull. I'm like, it's not me. It's the I am. He's the one that's molding me to do what I'm doing now. I know I sound crazy, people, but I'm telling you right now, he's all we got in these end times. So you better get in your word <laughs> and learn the original language and break it down and use the sword that he's given us in these end times. It's the only way he's not going to talk to us like he did Moses and Abraham. Okay. He's not going to do that this time. He's going to use his prophets that he inspired to write the scriptures from Genesis 1-1 all the way to the end of Revelation. And we're and we and it all applies to us. And my support link on the backinfo.org is somewhere I totally recommend starting if you're interested in becoming and drawing closer to our creator um, and becoming intimate with him. Because this battle is way too big for us. Way too big for us. These are very evil, evil people. The gates of hell, Bill Gates. Ferret face Fauci, we call him. They're Satan's children. It's way too big for us. This is our creator, Yahuwah's battle. So we've got to get intimate with him and use his sword in these end times because as long as we're obeying him, he's going to protect us. His word says that very clear. But we have to obey him. And that's where you're going to find on the support link of what that entails. Okay, we'll probably do a show on it eventually. Anyway, um, Dr. Wakefield, on the in the presentation on my slides here, his uh, his study that was in the Lancet Medical Journal until they removed it right after he listened to us parents, he states, people who received the measles vaccine were two and a half times more likely to develop ulcerative colitis and three times more likely to develop Crohn's disease when compared to unvaccinated controls. This was in the Lancet Medical Journal. And they took it out. Dr. Vijendra Singh, he was uh, confirming Dr. Wakefield's research. We had him in 2002. Um, and, and I called our nonprofit CAP. Uh, Issa and I actually uh, put a V in front of it. It was, it was incorporated as Autism Autoimmunity Project to the IRS. But we, we said tap into the truth. That was our slogan. And uh, TAAP is the, the, the organization that sponsored these researchers back in uh, the early 2000s. Anyway, um, Dr. Singh, he used to be the Associate Professor of Neuroimmunology at Utah State University, and he found the existence of the MMR antibodies, and, you know, he quotes, he states, they gave me these exact slides, I actually talked to them because I had them at conferences, and I'm like, give me a quote so I could put it on a slide. <laughs> Nothing other than Father orchestrating every step like he's been doing for over 20 years, hallelujah, he states, the existence of the MMR antibodies and anti-brain antibodies in autistic children is not coincidental. Their presence is related. So he's confirming Dr. Wakefield's research about the three live viruses, MMR antibodies, because a lot of children had, the, had a really big regression after that particular vaccine. 
Dr. Ed Yazbach, he's an ex uh, MD, uh, and he used to be a U.S. board certified pediatrician. He was one of our scientific advisors as well back when I had the nonprofit. He was an autism expert with numerous peer-reviewed publications. And he states, the evidence supporting an MMR autism link was carefully collected and duplicated and is rock solid. It is certainly not biased opinion, speculation, or suspension, suspicion. He says some of the affected children have evidence of measles virus genomic RNA in their cerebral spinal fluid, some in the gut wall, and some in both sites. He also said that in many, the sequences obtained were consistent with being vaccine strains, and in these children, there was no history of exposure to wild measles. A whole other problems. Now we know the mercury is an issue. Now we know the MMR vaccine is an issue. Dr. Andrew Molden found a whole other issue. And I had the honor of doing public presentations with him. We went to Kansas together. We went to Canada together and spoke. So instead of some crazy mom that's lost on a child, after my presentation, he would get up and say, here, she's not nuts. This is what we're finding. So I did public presentations with this gentleman and the one that I'm going to tell you about next, which to me is the biggest problem with the vaccinations. But Dr. Molden, um, MD, PhD, he found that the vaccines are causing microvascular mini strokes in both babies, children, and adults. My late husband and I, Gary, could literally look at people because he taught us how he was a neuro guy, neuro whatever, and, 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 and he taught us how we could visually see the, the side of their face flat after the flu shot or their lip dragging or their eye dragging. They're having strokes, he found. The vaccines are causing mini strokes, which leads to ischemia, lack of blood flow delivery to the tissue, which leads to hypoxia, impaired oxygen delivery to the tissue, which leads to anoxia, no oxygen delivery to the tissue. This is another piece of the puzzle of why autism epidemic is every other child today or ADD or ADHD, or in my case, I'm, I'm the worst case of ADHD you'll ever meet. I have to tell myself focus <laughs> to get a lot of things done. <laughs> so we all had some form of vaccine injury. Um, dyslexia, my stuttering probably came from it as well. Um, but anyway, praise Yah, he's delivered me from it, or he's taken it away from me because he's using me greatly. Praise him, praise him, giving him all the glory. Okay, the most important research, as far as I'm concerned, um, is Dr. John Martin. He's an MD, PhD. He has a Center for Complex Infectious Diseases, an award-winning pathologist and immunologist. He states, he's shown, or he's shown that viruses exist or are not seen by the immune system. He claimed the term stealth-adapted viruses. He told me some self-adapted viruses came from the African green monkeys and were therefore a likely contaminant of the monkey kidney tissue used for the production of the polio vaccine. Now, let me stop there for a second. I didn't know this. Audience, you probably don't know this. They use live mediums to weaken the disease to make the vaccinations. With the polio, they use African green monkeys. They do what's called serial passage and they weaken the disease in the monkey's kidney about 50 times and then they extract that live virus from that live monkey. So you're extracting every virus that particular African green monkey had, okay? And then you're adding all the other witches brew I'm gonna share with you today as well because this is only one of the problems. Everything's gonna be put together for you as we continue if I have enough time. If not, we'll continue next week. But anyway, so the polio vaccine had these monkey viruses in there. 
He stated that stealth-adapted virus had been recovered from the blood, cerebral, spinal fluid, urine, throat swabs, brain biopsies, and tumor, cancer tumor samples from patients with various neurological, psychiatric, autoimmune, allergic, neoplastic diseases, and now passes readily between humans and domestic pets. Two things. Tumor. SV40. 40th monkey virus found. Congressman Dan Burton had hearings on SB40, SB40. They're finding it in cancer tumors. Cancer is popping up in everybody today. It's unbelievable because of the radiation, of course, the towers and the satellites and everything. They're, they're, they're provoking the, the cancer process to, to, to have a tumor, which isn't the cancer. That's a whole nother teaching. It's the side effects of the cancer process, my husband taught. But anyway, it's coming from the vaccines. Hello, we all have them. We all have cancer cells if you have any vaccine at all. But the difference is, is your immune system compromised to where that fibrogen protein wrap, that bubble that father gives us to protect us, which they call a tumor and think is the cancer? Or is your immune system vibrant and strong and you do the cleanse twice a year, our cleanse twice a year, 21 day cleanse, our cleanse twice a year, you eat right, you change your lifestyle, you keep your immune system strong like Gary Null teaches, Progressive Radio Network has been teaching this since the 70s, Gary Null's been teaching it since the 70s of the importance of keeping your immune system strong. And if you have a strong immune system, it doesn't get any stronger than the creator of the universe's creation. You can't perfect perfection. He made us perfectly. We didn't evolve from some apes. We were created. If you have a baby, you ever had a baby, you, you'll start believing, but <laughs> there's no way it could have evolved. But anyway, uh, back to the presentation. So some, I already said that. Okay, the third thing he told me, because I'm literally typing as he's telling me this stuff, people. Okay, I'm not. I'm. I'm I've been doing this for a long time. Spinal fluid, urine, starts to domestic pets. Is two cancer coming from the vaccinations as well? Um, and that's not even counting generational vaccine damage from our grandparents and great grandparents and all that since the late 1700s. That's where cystic fibrosis and multiple dystrophy and all these other ones that are genetic vaccine damage. Um, and that's a whole nother show too. But anyway. Um, so, and these are just, this is just wisdom I'm sharing with you guys through the loss of my baby girl. I would, I would be as ignorant as everybody out there if it wasn't for him allowing it to happen to her. Her mausoleum says God's dearest angel. He made it very clear to me that she was only supposed to be here four years and 10 days to put me on the path that I'm doing for him. And I'll be doing to the day I take my last breath. If I do, I don't think I will, but if that's his will, we will enable I will be a martyr if that if so be it. Whatever, whatever I have to do, because my baby girl sacrificed her life for him, and I will sacrifice my life for him. So if any trolls are listening to this show, <laughs> bring it on. Where is your sting? Another quote from Dr. Martin. These viruses fail to be effectively recognized by the immune system and lead to neuropsychiatric illnesses, including and not limited to autism, he told me. He also said the federal government prohibited clinical testing for stealth viruses in 2002, and the Institute of Medicine refused to publish a talk he presented that same year. He discovered a non-toxic, non-pharmaceutical alternative cellular energy pathway that can suppress stealth-adapted viruses. So he was using something natural back then. We used it a little bit on some children, um, but it was non-pharmaceutical. Um, but now that I've taken over my late husband's healing ministry, Rafa Yahoo Ministry, um, we are showing people how to 
like I said, strengthen their cellular terrain and change their lifestyle. Dr. Martin also developed a cellular energy-based approach. Okay, so I already said that. Okay, so forget. Oh, it, it also um, developed. This is all back then. He told me this. He developed a cellular cellular energy-based approach has been proven to be very effective at suppressing conventional viruses, including herpes, shingles, and genital warts, which he informed me also came from the monkey viruses and the vaccinations. For the DPT vaccine, they use a juggler of a horse to make it. The MMR vaccine is aborted fetal tissue. So if you look at the back of our card, which I'll go over in a second with that, um, I'm probably going to run out of time, people, but I'm going to keep trying. Oh, no, it's three to, uh, oh, yes, 15 more minutes, yeah. I'm going to run out of time probably, but I want to, and we'll just continue next week, um, but I want to get through as much as I can because this is huge. The way I had the honor of meeting Dr. John Martin two weeks after Casey's passing, she passed on June 13th, 1999. On June 21st, 1999, the results and interpretation from Dr. Martin's Center for Complexity Laboratory in California came to my fax machine two weeks after Casey passed away. Because the pediatrician who she was seeing at the very end of her life, I found him at the last minute, but unfortunately it was too, it was too far damaged for him to save. Um, he, he came to the hospital and she was on life support and took a vial of her cerebral spinal fluid and of her blood and sent it to California to Dr. Martin's office. So two weeks after she passes, this is the results and interpretation to my baby girl's results. And I want to tell you this about my baby. You would have had, she wasn't severely autistic. I had to beg the third neurologist to give her the label of autism just to be able to go to Baldwin Oral School to learn how to talk right before she passed, so a year before she passed. So is is she was very you would have walked over to me and, and just asked why is she not talking she didn't do a lot of the autistic symptoms because my son Corey would force her to play with him I would sing to her 95% of her life I was singing to her because she would come and dance with me and it wouldn't allow her to withdraw into that autism world so she was very mildly injured is my point but listen to these results Casey Renee 621.99 the patient sample was tested using established viral culture conditions that allow the expression of a characteristic stealth virus-induced cytopathic effect, which he calls CPE. The assay showed the rapid development of a CPE consisting predominantly of foci of cells with vacuolated cytoplasmic changes. The positive CPE is interpreted as evidence of an active infection with a stealth virus. While the significance of this positive effect needs to be considered in the context of the patient's symptoms, it can provide an explanation for multi-system illnesses, including symptoms and signs of an atypical viral encephalopathy. I have learned encephalopathy is just swelling of the brain. Casey died from swelling of the brain. Two years after I stopped her vaccinations, I stopped her vaccine before she was even two years old. Because I started researching and, and I was taken into all the specialists. They couldn't give me answers and all that. So I was totally, totally, um, anyway, she had severe stealth viruses, this, this results are saying. And she was a, a little girl that wasn't as severely autistic as a lot of them out there is my whole point. So imagine how much they have. All right, Bernard Renlin. We got about uh, five more minutes. Okay. Mm. Bernard Rimlin was also one of our scientific advisors back for that nonprofit. 
He was a director of the Autism Research Institute, the founder of the Autism Society of America, the editor of the Autism Research Review International. He was internationally recognized as a leading expert in autism. He's the one that Dustin Hoffman studied his son uh, uh, to make the movie Rain Man. Um, he's the one that created the DAN protocol, Defeat Autism Now, which reverses autism. I know three autistic children that have gone through the DAN protocol and have the label completely removed off their name because they're acknowledging the vaccine's causing the problem. Now I have other ways of helping them through our biofeedback device and the cleanse and everything. But back then, the DAN protocol was where you took your autistic child to get results. He was also the gentleman that wrote the book, Infantile Autism, um, because they actually, um, they, they refrigerator moms, they called us. Um, they used to say 40, 50 years ago that mothers just didn't love their children is why they were autistic, the few that were there. It was very few, but the ones that were, they just said, that, oh, they don't, the parents don't love them type of thing. Anyway, he states, the vaccine manufacturers, CDC, FDA, and the various medical associations have failed miserably in their duty to protect our children. Rather than acknowledge their role in creating the immense catastrophic rise in autism, these organizations have resorted to denial and obstruction. He said the truth must and will emerge. It's long overdue. He gave me a press conference statement titled, The Autism Epidemic is Real and Excessive Vaccinations Are the Cause. I believe we have that on the front page of our website, his article. Vaccine poisoning. How do we become so conditioned? According to Dr. Robert Mendelson, who was a renowned pediatrician for 30 years and the author of The Medical Heretic and How to Raise a Healthy Child in Spite of Your Doctor, he states, the pediatrician serves as a recruiter for the medical profession. He indoctrinates your child from birth into a lifelong dependency on medical intervention. The best way to raise a healthy child is to keep him or her away from the doctors except emergency care. Most doctors ignore the fact that the human body is a wondrous machine with the astonishing capacity to repair itself. He also says the first stage of the indoctrination is the well baby visit, a cherished ritual of the pediatrician that enhances their income, but does nothing constructive for your child. Well baby visits are worthless, he said. The purpose of the pediatrician is to vaccinate your child. When I was a little girl, I'm 57. When I was a little girl, I went to the family doctor. I went to the same doctor my parents did. Pediatricians are vaccine clinics. They would not have a job. So why would they point the finger at themselves that the vaccines are causing the autism epidemic? It's their bread and butter. It's their God, the root of all evil, the love of money. Dr. Mendelssohn's 19th chapter of his book says, the greatest threat of childhood diseases lies in the dangerous and ineffectual efforts made to prevent them through mass immunizations. Much of what you've been led to believe simply isn't true. If I were to follow my deeper convictions, I would urge you to reject all inoculations for your child. And this is coming from a medical doctor, pediatrician audience. These are his words. Vaccine ingredients. We have two more minutes. Let's just cover those and then we're probably going to stop for now and then I'll continue next week. I had the right to know, you have the right to know what we're injecting into our babies as well as ourselves. I had the right to know that there was MSG, antifreeze, phenol used as a disinfectant, formaldehyde, which is cancer causing. 
aluminum associated with Alzheimer's disease and seizures, glycerin, toxic to the kidney, liver, can cause lung damage, gastrointestinal damage, and death, lead, cadmium, sulfates, yeast proteins, antibiotics, which I've learned means against life, antibio, acetone, neomycin, streptomycin, thimerosal, more toxic than mercury, a preservative still used in many vaccines, not easily eliminated, can cause severe neurological damage as well as other life-threatening autoimmune disease, body attacking itself, do, doing its job. It recognizes a foreign, you know, your body can't accept something foreign. You've got to go with the body. Like when I got my root canals done, I mean, my teeth extracted recently, they put my own blood and bone in my root, <laughs> not plastic, you know, toxic stuff in my body. <laughs> Monkey and dog kidney tissue, chick embryo, calf serum, human diploid cells with the dissected organs of aborted fetuses, pig blood, horse blood, rabbit brain. And then let's go ahead and read the back of the card here that I'm giving away for free. If anybody wants them, I just received 25,000 of them. It's our website on the front of the business card and on the back, the ingredients and the vaccinations I just told you. I've been passing them out, my mom and I, for over 20 years for free, not a dime, don't charge anything. Um, to plant seeds because we plant the seed, God will grow the seed. If her dad would have walked in and gave me this card, I would have known where to go to get truth instead of my immunologist pediatrician. I've got to close now, guys, but I want to just tell you right now, this COVID mark also has the um, nanobots, the hydrogel, the graphene hydroxide, the hydrovulgaris, lucifer A's. All this is on the back of the card. Um, so please call us if you want me to send you a free package of seed planters. I send about a hundred of them. Um, we don't negate and don't not welcome donations, of course, but that's all. It's only a donated thing if you want to do it. I do not require it by no means. Just either email us or call us and I'll send you out a pack of pack a package of them. Okay, I think I have to go now because the next show is going to be starting soon. So let me close. I hope you guys enjoyed half of my part one presentation I've been doing. And we'll talk a lot more detail. I'm kind of rushing through it because I thought I was going to run out of time. Um, <laughs> again, you're listening to Vaccine Information Coalition. And our shows can be accessed later on whatinthecell.podbean.com or on the front page of our vacinfo.org website on the belly of a little boy flexing his muscles. We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Our contact number is 954-347-9671. We thank Progressive Radio Network for allowing us to give you this uncompromised truth. And Yahoo bless. 